Mark chapter number 4, if you found your place, say amen. amen. Look with me, if you will, in verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. When they had sent away the multitude, they took uh, him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest, not, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him. Father, I love you and I thank you for the great privilege to stand behind this sacred desk. And oh, this morning I stand here in the fear of Almighty God. And Lord, I cast myself upon your mercy and upon your grace and I ask that you would touch me afresh and anew. And God, that you'd get glory out of this vessel this morning. Help my mind to think clearly your thoughts and my lips to speak clearly your words in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God and the love of God this morning. Open our hearts and minds to receive what you have for us today. And would you please, by your grace, change us for time and all of eternity. May this be a life-altering week for the glory of God. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name and all God's people said. If you look through Mark chapter number 4, you're going to find if you study the chapter itself, the first part of this chapter deals basically with three things. You have a sower, and then you have seed, and you have the soil. When you come through Mark chapter number 4, we spend a little bit of time, the Bible spends a little bit of time talking about that sower, and then spends time talking about the seed. There's nothing wrong with the sower, and there's nothing wrong with the seed. But a lot of times the reason we're not seeing results is because of the soil in which the seed is falling upon. But when you come to the verses that I have read to you this morning, you will find a ship, you will find a storm, and you will find a Savior. And I would just briefly say to you concerning this past, or concerning these verses that when you come to this place, you'll find in verse 35 that the Bible said, Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side. He had no more said that. And the Bible said in verse 37 that a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. But you've got to understand something. Jesus is in this ship. He's coming along with them for the journey. And I would say four things just real quick. Number one, when a storm does come, you can find as long as Jesus is in the ship, there is poise in the storm. There's poise in the storm. Now, I don't want to preach on storms this morning, but I want to say to you that storms will come. And I'm glad that as a child of God, you don't, man, you don't have to go dysfunctional. I mean, I see a lot of people sit in church and claim to be saved by the grace of God and a storm, I mean, a black cloud will roll up in their life and all of a sudden everything they say they've ever believed goes out the window, everything goes dysfunctional. You can have poise in the midst of the storm, but then there was peace in the ship. You can have, you don't listen, you don't have to go crazy because there's a storm in your life. There can, There is a deep, settled peace within the life of the child of God no matter what's taking place in your life. The wind 
wind can be blowing, the rain can be flooding. Uh, can I say to you, everything can be taking place in a negative sense with outside of you, but on the inside, thank God, as long as Jesus is on your boat, uh, there can be peace in your ship. Then number four, there is a place where he's sailing. Don't ever forget, Jesus said, we are going to the other side. He didn't say that just to be hearing himself talk. He said it on purpose because he intended a purpose for their life. Just know this, that no matter what storm rolls into your life, as long as he's on your ship, there is a purpose. There are things that happen on purpose, for a purpose in your life. And then finally, there is power that is supernatural in this text. They looked around. Jesus spoke to the storm. The wind ceased. Everything was calm. And they looked around and said, who in the world is this? What power? What manner of man that even the wind and the sea obey him? There is a power that is supernatural that is working in your life and mine. And honey, the world don't understand it. You can't explain it. But thank God you can't experience it. You can't know it. And you can't rest assured in it. I'm interested though in a statement that is made in verse number 38 where the Bible said, and he speaking of Jesus, was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And I want to preach for a few minutes this morning on this thought, Jesus and the pillow. Jesus and the pillow. Now, I've read, I love commentaries and books, but I'm telling you, man, I really believe I could write most of what most of these men write. They skip all the good stuff that you want them to say something about. I could write books like that and sell them for a lot of money. I mean, every time you come to verse, you really want somebody to say something good about, they skip over it. Or say something so shallow that my fifth grade class at our Christian school could write a commentary on it and sound better than what they do. But I've got four questions that interest me concerning this pillow and this text. Out of nowhere. Now you understand, I believe what your preacher said. I don't believe anything in this Bible is here by accident. And you'll notice in verse number 38, the, the Bible is very specific when he says he's asleep on a pillow. The Bible could have just said he was asleep. But the Bible doesn't say that, Brother Ben. The Bible said he was asleep on a pillow. So I've got four questions I want to ask you right now, and I'm going to come back to them at the end of the message in just a few minutes and ask them again. Number one, this is just, I guess, the way my mind works. Four questions that interest me. Number one, why was there a pillow on this ship? I mean, I don't know. The Bible just said he was asleep on a pillow. Now, some people say, I've read two specific things, that he was maybe asleep on a, he laid his head on a step that was going into that part of the ship and just the Bible just says that it is a pillow. And I understand that many times in your Bible you'll find people making pillows out of things. We know that Jacob made a pillow out of a rock and I understand that. That would have been a bad night's sleep, but he did that. And so I understand, but that's not what the Bible said. Then they said he might have taken a, like a cushion from off of the ship, maybe like a flotation kind of device and laid it under his head. But that's not what the Bible said. And I, I think the Holy Ghost, if he would have wanted us to know that, would have said he would have taken a flotation device taking it off the rail and put it and, and, no the Bible doesn't say that the Bible said it was a pillow so here's what I'm wondering why was there a pillow on a ship now I've not been sailing much as far as now this you understand this is not the carnival cruise line I mean they're not they're not headed around they're not headed to Alaska on a, on a vacation on a cruise here they're on a fishing boat they're headed across the lake and the, there's this pillow out of nowhere number two now second question is this 
Whose pillow was he asleep on? Whose was it? Not only why was it on the boat or on this ship, but who in the world? I mean, who, who, who said, we're going to go across, or here's our fishing vessel, I'm bringing a pillow. I know what that guy's up to. He's a professional nap taker. He knows how to rest. I mean, so whose pillow was he asleep? Number three, was the pillow comfortable? When Jesus got back there to lay down on the pillow, when he went to rest, did he have to fluff it up? Did he have to, I mean, you, you know, we, it's a, I mean, it's a bad day. Pillows, man, are a dime a dozen, but I'm going to tell you to get a good pillow, and that's, that's tough. And I'm always, through the night, the older I get, it seems like the more wrestling matches I'm having with my pillow. And they're just not as comfortable as they used to be. And I'm wondering, this pillow on this ship, is it comfortable? Then question number four is this. Was the pillow ever used before or after Christ used it? Now, we know it's on the ship, but was it ever used by somebody on the ship? Before he used it? Or was it ever used? We don't, I mean, we don't, not one thing said about it after this text. Was it ever used after Christ used this pillow? Four questions concerning this pillow. But this morning the Bible said he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow and they awake him and say to him, Master, carest, not, carest thou not that we perish? And I just simply want to show you three things concerning how Jesus is our pillow. How Jesus is our pillow. Now, I'm not trying to lessen the importance of the Son of God. I'm not trying to bring him to our level. But I do want you to understand that I believe many times you can look in your Bible and relate things. And the Lord allows things to be in the Scriptures for us to look at and know how that we can see Christ and how he applies to our life. And how that we can not only know him, but how he is useful to you and me in our lives. Jesus is our pillow, first of all. Because when you think of a pillow, this pillow was definitely used to rest upon. This pillow was definitely used to rest upon. Now here's what I mean. We don't know exactly. There was one man said it was a step. Another man said that it was a flotation device. I personally just believe that it was some form of an actual pillow. The pillows come in many sizes. They come in many forms and many fashions. But I do believe that it was a pillow. And I know that Jesus, if nobody else had ever before or ever after this instance, if nobody ever, if nobody else ever rested upon it, Jesus himself as a man rested upon an earthly pillow, a hundred percent God that could walk out and steal the storm that he's getting ready to steal hold the wind back, make the waves calm down, is the same man that in verse number 38 the Bible said as a man is laying in the hinder part of the ship and he's doing something I'm going to do tonight, he pulls a pillow up under his head, pillows his head and he begins to rest Jesus is our pillow because a pillow was definitely used to rest upon, I would say this, that a pillow, first of all, is known as an object of rest. When you think about a pillow, you don't think about all the different things that a pillow that pillows nowadays can be used for because of the Hallmark Channel and because of uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines and all that crowd. Are you listening to me? Everybody uses pillows, but now you don't, people don't even sleep on them. They decorate with them. 
but mainly a pillow is used to rest upon. And I would say to you that we can rest, a pillow is known as an object of rest. And we need to understand something that we can rest upon Jesus because of who he is. Are you listening to me? When you think of him, you need to know one thing about him. He is an object of rest. Psalm 37, 7 said, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. What the Bible say? Rest in the Lord. You need to understand. You can rest in him. He's been designed to be rested upon. Are you listening? I went not too long ago, and I'm telling you, me and my wife's having to change a lot of things, and we went and laid down on this big time, fancy name brand bed. Oh man, it was comfortable. They did all these leg lifts and back lifts and turned the heater on. I was in heaven until they told me the price. Son, when they told me the price, my back and hip started hurting. I got an immediate headache. I said, get me up off here. There's no way I can take this. This thing's the most uncomfortable thing. I've. But not only did they want to sell me the bed, but they wanted to sell me the pillow. I, I would have had to sold a kidney to buy the pillow. We can rest on Jesus because of who he is. He is an object of rest. As your Savior, you need to know that as as being saved, you have someone who you can rest upon. Number two, I need you to understand somehow, some way, this pillow was on this ship, and somehow, some way, Jesus just seems like he's always there in our life, right on time. So not only can you rest on Jesus because of who he is, but you can rest on Jesus because of where he is. He will always be where you need him to be. It's amazing that a man, somebody told me one time, and if you know Robert, hell you will know that man can sleep anywhere you set him down I mean anywhere you set him down you can brag on getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning if you want to but if you can't sit down at lunch and eat at a table without falling asleep in the gravy and biscuit I mean in the mashed potatoes and gravy you got a real problem he can go sleep anywhere and they begin to tell you preacher you can sleep anywhere it don't matter in a car on a bed on a plane wherever it may be but Jesus is asleep here on this ship he is resting he, I'm telling you friend you find Jesus Jesus in your life, you'll find a place where you can rest anywhere, no matter what's going on. Those men are fretting because of a storm. Those men are going crazy because of what's taking place on the outside. But there's one resting on the inside that if they just glance over and see that if he can rest like that, I can rest like that. I don't have to fret and worry. I don't have to wonder what's going to happen and take place. I can look at him and know he's going to take care of me and everything's going to be alright Psalm 116.7 said return unto thy rest O my soul for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee I can say to you that somehow some way every day of my life Jesus shows up where I need him where I can just sit down and rest I'm reminded he rested on a well I'm reminded he rested in this ship and all the many times that I look back over the last almost 25 years of my life and I've been able to sit 
down in the Lord. I've been able to lay down in the Lord. I've been able to get comfort and know that he is where I need him to be. The pillow was definitely used to rest upon. We can rest upon Jesus because of who he is and because of where he is. But I want you to understand that we can rest upon Jesus because of what he is. What he is. I would say to you that there have been many times in my life that I've just, I've really not known just how tired I was or sometimes I didn't know that I, that if I could even rest in the situation that I found myself in until I finally placed my head on the pillow. You, ever, you, ever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you really didn't know. You've, you've, you've done and you've, and you've done and you've done and you've, you've gone and you've, and you've tried and you've tried and you, and you feel like you know you're tired and you feel like you're at t- but you just don't know how tired you really are. Yeah. And then there's been times in your life where burdens have come and cares and heartache and pain and uh, you just didn't know even if you could rest, even if you tried to rest, could I even close my eyes and sleep until finally you convinced yourself to pillow your head and off to sleep you went and you was able to relax and forget about what was going on even if it was just for a short time. Can I say to you, Jesus said, Hallelujah, in Matthew chapter 11, Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. I would say to you that we can find rest upon Jesus because of what he is. He is that great pillow in our life that you and I can relax and rest upon. When you think about rest, honey, uh, it means there's no work on your part. There's no labor on your part. You have come to a place inside of that 24-hour day or period where now everything is over and you are going to sit down. All the work is done. The labor is gone and now you are resting. And can I say that's exactly how the Christian life is to be operated. It is all over. We're found in Him. Yes, He's in me, but I'm in Him. He's the worker. He's accomplished He's the one that will do the labor. He's the one that will bring me through. And there's no greater picture in the Bible, I don't believe, than in that little four-chapter book of the book of Ruth in the Old Testament where Ruth is looking for rest in her life. And she does not find it until one day that heavenly pillow walks up out of nowhere and sees her in a field. And oh, and she comes home and begins to explain what has happened. And Naomi tells her, Uh, She says, I'll tell you what, he will not be at rest until the thing is accomplished this day. And I'm telling you, friend, the next time you find Ruth, she's resting in a heavenly Boaz to never want in this world again. I want you to know that Jesus is our rest. He is our rest. I was thinking this morning about and I'm talking now, I'm, I, 
The pillow was definitely used to rest upon. Jesus is our pillow and he is definitely there in your life to rest upon mom. Hey mom, can I just say, you can't do it on your own. You're going to have to rest in him. Dad, you can't raise him babies on your own. You're going to have to rest in him. I want to say you can Listen, I thought about the, the contrast here this morning. I looked over here and I seen all these young faces, all these young men all these young ladies and right now you're on fire for God you've not faced a whole lot most of you hadn't in your life you've got good families you come from good stock you're sitting in a good church you've got a good man of God but there's coming some days in your life that are going to get uncertain there's going to come major decisions there's going to come sickness and pain there's going to come misunderstanding and heartache what are you going to do I tell you all you got to do is look over your right shoulder to the other side of this auditorium and look down this aisle look in these seats and he's sitting back there he was up here but I'll say all you got to do is glance over here you say what are you saying these men have learned that through the years when the shout is gone and the storm is raging and you don't know where you're going to turn there is a pillow by the name of Jesus Christ that you can rest your entire life on and if you want to be sitting here and not lose it in between here and there learn now to rest in him number two number two I would say to you that not only Jesus is our pillow because he's def- this pillow is definitely used to rest upon, but Jesus is our pillow because this pillow was purposefully used for comfort. It was purposefully used for comfort. Now, I don't know about you, but I agree with Brother Barnes. This is the greatest life I've ever lived. And there's heartache and there's pain at times and misunderstanding. But it's far better on this side of the tracks than it ever was on the other side for me. And I say to you that this pillow was used on purpose for comfort. Jesus could have put his head anywhere. And I'll just be honest with you. It still amazes me that even though he is 100% God but yet in 100% man, he thought it meaningful enough to find comfort in something simple as a pillow. Are you listening? There's people that sit in our churches, ladies and gentlemen, every day of their life, and they find no comfort. You know why? Because they look to their family, they look to their friends, they look to their own the resource of self, and they never look to the one who is able to bring comfort into their life, that pillow, the Lord Jesus Christ. I say three things about that. Number one, Jesus gives us comfort in every position in life. Amen. Psalm 71:21, thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Yes. Comfort me on every side. Now this is relevant today. Let me just say let me say something about it for just a second. Comfort me on every side. Jesus is our comfort, our pillow, because he gives us comfort in every position in life. (laughs) Today, thank God, 
I turned 43 today. Today. Now here's what I've learned. I'm not old and I'm not young. I'm in the middle. They think I'm old. Y'all think I'm young. Yes. I picked a bad spot this morning. So I'm in the middle. So, but here's what I have learned, preacher. And you've learned some of this. You just stayed with me a week. I know. Give, give somebody a nice bed to sleep in, and what does he do? Make a pallet on the floor. <laughs> Slept on the floor every night. Why? We got problems. <laughs> problems. What are they? Here's what I found out. You know, when you have babies, you take a baby and you get, you get a baby to sleep and you take them in and put them in. Maybe you don't put them in their bed, but you lay them in your bed. You think, well, they're about that time, Miss Kate, where they're turning over, maybe rolling over a little bit, so you don't want them to roll off the bed. So what do you do? You take pillows, brother lad, and you put pillows all around them so if they start rolling, they'll bump a pillow and come back. Do you know what I found myself doing? I'm reverting back to my childhood. I go to bed at night. I got a pillow at my feet. I got a pillow behind my back, pillow at my head. I'm hugging a pillow. I got them all. I said, dear God, I'm going right back to my childhood. (laughs) Can I just say this? No matter what position you are in in life, What position? It doesn't matter where you find yourself. Jesus is your comfort. Jesus gives us comfort not only in every position in life, but in every pain of life. 2 Corinthians 1, the Bible said this, Blessed be God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. I'm going to tell you something. You hear me? There is no comfort in this world like the comfort that God alone can give. And somewhere, somewhere, you're going to need it. To feel His touch, to hear His voice, to know His presence is greater than any comfort this world can ever offer you. Jesus gives us comfort in every position in life, in every pain in life. And Jesus gives us comfort in every possibility in life. John 14, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you and my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let, your, not, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? There's all kind of possibilities in life. Jesus told them about the other side, but he didn't tell them about the storm. He told them about the other side, but he didn't tell them about the storm. But I tell you what he did do. He rode with them. And he's not going to tell you about every storm in your life. He's not going to tell you about every heartache in your life. He's not going to tell you about every pain and every position and all the possibilities. But he will be that pillow that when they all come, you can rest your head. You can lay down at night. You can put your faith in him knowing that whatever he does, it will be right. Number three, not only is Jesus our pillow 
because this pillow was used to rest upon and it was used for comfort. But I would say finally that Jesus is our pillow and because this pillow, it may have been used for decoration. Comfort, yes. Jesus is laying on this pillow and we know that obviously he is not laying on it by accident. It's on purpose. He is resting upon it or he's, he is finding comfort upon it, but then he's resting upon it. He's obviously asleep. They had to wake him up. But growing up, there was a difference in our house between the decorative pillows and the bed pillows. There still is. Ask my wife. She's here. She'll testify. Justin's here. He can testify. There's certain things, preacher, you don't do with the decorative pillows that you do with the bed pillows. Stupid if you ask me, a pillow's a pillow. You ought to be able to use it all the same. But the ones that say blessed and the ones that say home is where the heart is and all of the, you don't, don't, no. Don't get caught taking a nap on one of them, Brother Jack. Don't you slobber one of them pillows up. Bent down there at the TJ Maxx, bought it for $5 with a red sticker on it, but you think it, I mean, you, no. It's a pillow. It's supposed to be able to rest upon. No, no, no. It's a decorative pillow. What's a, a decorative pillow? So is it for the guests to rest upon? No, we take them off the couch when they come. Why are they sitting on the couch in the first place? Here's what I think. I don't know that this was a bed pillow on this ship. The more I got thinking about this, here's what I think. I don't know if this was Peter's boat. Just follow me for a second. But I think somewhere on this ship, some mother, some wife, as their husband or their son was walking out one morning to go fishing and, and, and take in the day's catch, they just slipped a decorative pillow in their hand and said, here, I, I just wanted to just let you know I'm praying for you or thinking about you while you're out on the water and want you to be safe. And just here's just a little token to put on the ship. And maybe it had the name of the ship on it, something that was stitched in. Maybe it had a picture of the ship on the pillow and it was supposed to be placed up on the shelf and maybe Jesus, as he walked by uh, some place in the ship, he noticed this decorative pillow and it's really not to be used to rest upon and it's really not there for comfort. It's there to be seen. It's there to admire. It's there to catch your attention and say something to you. But now Jesus has taken this pillow and when they come and find him, he's sleeping on it. Now there was no woman on that ship because this whole story would have ended differently had there been a wife or a mother on that boat. But when they come in, nobody says, Brother Lad, nobody says anything about the pillow. I got one idea about that. Because see, friend, 
When the reason Jesus could lay on this decorative pillow without any argument or any complaint is because when Jesus is aboard your ship, he is the decoration of all decoration, honey. He is the one who makes the ship. He is the ship. Without him, there will be no ship. And can I say to you this morning, he better be your pillow because without that pillow on your boat, you Your boat is useless. Your boat is restless. There is no decoration. Are you listening to me? Thank God. Without Jesus, there is no decoration on the boat. Psalm 90 verse 17. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Brother Bobby was saying it, uh, Brother Barnes was saying it while he was preaching about lifting us up out of the mire. I look around here this morning. There's new faces here and there's, there's, there's familiar faces here. And I, I've heard a, a many of your testimonies and what God has done in your life. And, uh, and, and Miss Cape is so gracious to me every time I come and she brags on me and talks about me like I'm really somebody and I know I'm really not. And I've heard her testimony and, and Brother Cape's testimony and it just amazes me what God's done and how he's blessed. Uh, but I'm telling you, you say, what's happened? Sitting here this morning, now we've got suits and ties on and we've got fancy dresses on, we got a King James Bible in our lap. Why? Because there's some decorating that took place in our heart and in our lives some time ago because Jesus got on board our ship. And when he got on board the ship, we just started saying, you want that pillow? Fine. That's a bed pillow, but you can have that. That's a decorative pillow. You can have, you can have anything you want. Just take the ship. Take the ship. I would say to you that Jesus is our pillow because I believe this pillow may have been used for decoration. And if he's not decorating your life, you don't have much of a ship at all. Clothes right here. I asked you those four questions to open and I want to ask you the same four questions to close and couple it with another. I asked you this. Why was there a pillow on this ship? I still don't really know. I've given my thoughts. But I couple it with this question. Does your life supply the Lord with any essentials that He can use for His honor and glory? When the Lord is looking to use something, when He, when he looks into your life, is there anything there He can put His hands on and bring them into Himself to use it like He did this pillow? I, I don't know why The pillow was there. I just know that when the Lord needed it, it was there. Number two, I would ask you, whose pillow was he asleep on? But I would couple that in asking you this. If the Lord's going to use something that someone has, wouldn't you want that someone to be you and that something to be yours? Now, this is not a competition Preaching in the pulpit is not a competition, but I would say this. If God's looking for somebody to do something, I hope he's reaching for me. I mean, if he wants something to be done, I'd just soon him do it with me as to do it with anybody. I don't know whose pillow it was. I just know this. Somebody had brought a pillow 
And Jesus was able to use it. Can't you imagine, Brother Barnes, is that who, when they walked in there to get him, maybe, maybe the very person whose pillow it was, when that was the person that walked down in there to get the Lord, and there he was asleep on his pillow. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Hey, step. <clears throat> I, preached, I preached your message last Sunday. You know, when I said I was going to preach it in the fall when I was here, I lied. I, the Lord wouldn't let me. But I did preach it last Sunday, your sermon. When she was testifying, I wrote that. I said, I'm going to preach that when I get home. Yep. It took me a while to get to it, but I preached it. Now, what I'm trying to say is, some people say, well, I don't have much to offer. You got a pillow? You didn't know the Lord would do that in my heart. And then he would take it at what he did in my heart with what you said, go do something in somebody else's heart with it down the road. But if you can just give somebody a pillow to rest on, if you can just give somebody something to, to hope in, something to, 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 to pillow their head on, you got a pillow? Number three, I asked you this. Was the pillow comfortable? Seemed to be. He was resting. But I would couple it with this question. Does the Lord find any comfort at all by being on board your ship? Does he find any comfort? Or is it just always something on your boat? I mean, does the Lord ever, can he ever get any rest on your ship? Or is it just always, are you one of them high maintenance ships? Any he's sleeping. All these other guys, man, are going crazy. And Jesus is down here resting. Number four, was the pillow ever used before or after Christ used it? But I couple that with this question. I would say to you, or just make this statement, the greatest use of a man's life is to be totally used for the Lord. After this text, gentlemen, after this text, we have no idea what happened to the pillow. None. Never comes up again. Nothing's ever said about it. Brother Chris, nothing's nothing. So ultimately, in one passage, in one verse, in one statement, it appears and disappears. Just, I mean, just like that. But it was so important that the Holy Spirit said Jesus was asleep on a pillow. So what I'm trying to say to you is this. If that was the extent of the purpose of God for that pillow's life, it was a great extent. Because not, not, it wasn't just any man, boys, that's resting on the pillow. Jesus is at rest. And the greatest extent of a man's life is to be totally used for Christ. Totally. We wouldn't even know anything about the pillow if Jesus hadn't laid his head on it. John the Baptist. He comes out of nowhere preaching like a wild man. 
And the span of his ministry is like a breath. Some say a few months, some say a little longer, three to six months, earthly ministry. Gone. And here's what Jesus said about him. He said, out of every man that's ever been born of a woman, never has there risen a greater than John the Baptist. You don't have to have much. But if you want your life to be great, if you want it to be, just let it totally be used up for Christ. The pillow is there and then it's gone. And the Holy Ghost in the Gospel of Mark seems it, deems it important enough to let you and me know that Jesus found rest on someone's pillow. I say this to you and I'm finished. I don't know what he can do in my life, but I just want to be in a spot. I want to be the kind of person, no matter what it is, that he can reach for my life, reach for something in my life that he can find useful for his honor and glory knowing that I can rest in him and in him alone. I don't need need me, I don't need the things around me, I don't need the things of the world but as long as I rest in him knowing that is the point and the place in my life where then he can use my life to whatever extent to totally, totally be used of him. The pillow never appears again. But it appeared once and it appeared in such a way that Jesus said, tell them about that pillow. Where does he fit into your life? This pillow, this comforter, this person of rest, this person of decoration. Has he ever made a difference in your life? He wants to. And I'll tell you what he wants to do with your life. He wants to totally use it for his honor and glory. Thank you, preacher.